Mother Daughter Disney Podcast. My name is Amanda. I'm here with my lovely mother sitting across the table from me. Hello. You want to say your name? Jeanette. <laughs> I'm Jeanette. I forget I have to introduce myself. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> so today we're going to be doing a full movie review for the new Pixar movie Elemental, which is now in theaters. Review is going to be full of spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, I would definitely recommend just pinning this podcast for a second and waiting until you see the movie. And we have plenty of other podcast episodes to go listen to. So definitely go check out another one of our podcasts. Last week we played some Disney trivia for to celebrate Father's Day. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Elemental. And again, we're going full into the movie. I'm going to go over the whole plot. Essentially, I'm going to make some commentary on the plot. I will say, of course, all of our opinions are our own. We're just sharing our opinions for fun just to go over the movie. I also say, too, this is not sponsored at all. We paid for our own movie tickets. We actually had quite the journey to go see this movie. <laughs> yeah, because we went to one AMC theater and then they end up having some kind of technical problem in the overall theater. Like the whole theater was closed for the day. So we had to get a gift card like receipt for our tickets and we went to another AMC theater and we drove there as quickly as we could so we could still see the movie opening weekends yeah but we we had a good time seeing the movie though so yeah so we're gonna go over elemental so the description for the movie is set in a world inhabited by anthropomorphic elements of nature earth air, fire, and water. The story follows fire element Ember Lumen, who is voiced by Leah Lewis, and water element Wade Ripple, voiced by Mamadou Athi, who meet and fall in love after Wade is summoned by a plumbing accident at the convenience store owned by Ember's father. So that is the, the overall plot. I will say too, before the movie came out, I feel like I had no idea what this movie was going to be about going in. Like, I feel like I saw very little yeah. like, descriptions mm-hmm. and very little like in-depth trailers. Like I just saw a lot of like teaser trailers so we really didn't know what it was going to be about i just knew the gist that it was about like you know a little fire girl and water boy type of thing i was going along for the ride (laughs) so all right so we're going to do our general review first because we're just going to cut to the chase because you know it's annoying when you have to listen to a whole review just to get to people's opinions so what did you think of the movie as a whole i thought it was great i thought it was very entertaining very um very i love romantic comedies that's just my my genre of movies that i love and when i found that when i realized it was a romantic comedy only set in elements it was just that much better but i (laughs) I thought it was really good. I mean, the story, the the colors, the everything, the depictions of the characters. I thought it was great. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm the same mm. way. So again, we're not like movie critics, you know. It's like mm. we don't go around critiquing movies no. or critiquing animation. I know what I like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm very easily entertained. Mm-hmm. I was very entertained by this movie. Yes, <laughs> it was. It's well an enter- I, That's what I would say. It's very entertaining. Yeah, definitely an entertaining movie. It's a very fun movie too. I think it's very creative as well. It's like the way that they kind of incorporate if these elements were people, so to speak, mm-hmm. how they would actually interact with each other how they interact with the world what they're you know how the fire people you know they do certain things we'll get into that when we get into the plot overall i really enjoyed this movie i would actually say this is one of my favorite pixar movies now to date mm-hmm. simply because i mean like it's hard not to love like you know a little romantic you know little movie yeah, a little romantic <laughs> comedy with cute little characters mm-hmm. you know doing doing cool stuff but there's a lot of really great messages underneath the overall plot yeah, of the, the underlying well. plot is so i feel good. like they did very well this is a great movie for for everyone so yeah bringing in some great messages that are more kid friendly that you can present to, to children or something so but yeah all right so now we'll we'll get into the plot a little bit and as we go through we'll explain more of a little bit about the plot and also our ideas and our thoughts on the plot i also want to say too i wrote this plot mostly from memory and a little bit from wikipedia so if things are a little bit out of order i do apologize in advance i'm trying my best here so but because the movie only came out literally a couple days ago as of recording this there aren't that many like in-depth like plot summaries of this movie yet so yeah by the time it comes out there'll probably be better in, in-depth plot summaries but as of right now it 
is mainly my memory and Wikipedia. So, all right. So the movie opens up with two fire people on a ship surrounded by fog. They arrive at Elemental City and we see them start their new life here. We later learn that this is Bernie and Cinder Lumen and later in the movie, so again, skipping ahead a bit, but we learn they had to leave their homeland because of a strong storm that had destroyed most of their homeland and much of the homes around them. Bernie was also then shunned by his father when he decided to leave their homeland to try to start a new life for him and his wife and his wife at the time was pregnant with Ember. So again, they as they arrive at Elemental City, they are turned away from many rental homes and finally they find an old building that they can purchase and fix up as their own. They eventually turn it into the fireplace, which is a general store that Bernie runs. And there are a lot of clear metaphors in this very beginning, mm -hmm. you know, part of the movie, mainly all about immigration, you know, just the two people who are immigrating from a place where they kind of had to leave. They didn't really have a lot of choice to leave. They get into a new city. They don't speak the language. Even when they arrive and they say their names in the, the fire language, the immigration officer basically just gives them Bernie and Cinder. He's like, yep, here are just new names because <laughs> right. I can't say what you just said, say, you know, which is what happened a lot when people mm -hmm. used to immigrate to America. You know, Francis at Ellis Island, that a lot of names were renamed because it was too difficult to pronounce or it was they too many letters. Or, yeah. yep. We also see, again, them being discriminated for being, in quotes, fire people. So for instance, when they try to, you know, rent a home that was owned by like an earth person, the earth person was like, nope, we don't, you know, allow fire people here because in their minds it's like, it's dangerous to have fire people because you're literally fire. <laughs> so mm -hmm. being shunned away and then they start basically fire town, which is what it ends up becoming. I think at the time when they, you know, buy the house, it's really nothing. Yeah, it's all run, run down. Yeah, right. but it turns into fire town, which is, you know, the, the hub for all the fire people to kind of live in this overall city. And then we kind of get the little montage of Ember being born, her growing up. She is, of course, Bernie and Cinder's daughter, who is quite ambitious. She's very energetic and she's very eager to take over her father's store. And that's one of the first things that Bernie sends to Ember is that this store is for you and that when you get older or when you're ready, you will take over the store. However, as Ember gets older, we see that she struggles with a temper and with connecting with customers and staying calm when the store becomes overwhelming. It's kind of funny because I feel like that's something you'd expect from like a fire character, a very much a fire <laughs> trope that she has like the fiery temper. temper yes. <laughs> so I was wondering if all the fire people are going to have tempers, but I don't think that's the case. I think that's just like a her characteristic type No, of yes. Thing. And later on you find out why she's like that. Yeah, um, for sure. Not just because of a fire personality, but because she was not, it wasn't meant for her. Yes, because yeah, later on in the movie, we find out that she realizes that she's not sure if she really wants to take over mm -hmm. her father's store, but it's just so expected not her of dream. her too. Yeah, so she has so much, you know, pressure on herself mm -hmm. to, to take over the store. But yeah, we'll get that to that a little bit more. So, all right, so where the plot really start, starts is they're doing their red dot sale, which is kind of fun because I feel like that's a common thing in many stores to do a red dot sale. <laughs> and her father tells her if she can run red dot sale, you know, on her own and successful, then, you know, one step closer to being ready to run the store. However, in a moment of frustration of all the customers, honestly, for being really honest, being stupid. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, being customers, yes. Like one customer is like, oh, it's a red dot sale. And he took all the red dots off all the items and brought her all the stickers. And it's right. like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like... But yeah, in her moment of frustration, she runs to the basement of the store and she has a big outburst of like her actual fire because again, she's a little flame herself. And this burst breaks the water pipes in the basement and this causes water to leak all over the basement. So as a fire person, she cannot touch water. And you kind of saw before that if a fire person touched water, part of their flame would go out and they'd have to quickly eat like a piece of wood, you know, or something like that, or, or have some of their original blue flame put on them or something to kind of reignite their fire. So yeah, so she's kind of running around trying to make sure she doesn't hit the, the water. 
And this is also where we see some of like their, I don't know, like how their fire people kind of come into play. So for instance, even though all the water is leaking, she can just use her hands on the pipes and melt the pipes back together. And that's how she fixes the leaks, which Mm -hmm. is kind of cool. Earlier too, we also saw her break a piece of glass and she just literally ate the glass and then spit the glass out as like molten glass and reformed it to be whatever it was that she broke. So I thought that was kind of cool that we kind of see the the elements play to their strengths of what we actually know fire, you know, water, earth to actually be. So after she, after that pipe bursts, we then we are introduced to Wade Ripple, who is trapped in the water pipes and he comes slipping out of the water pipe crying, (laughs) which we see Wade cry a lot. He's quite emotional, which I do love though, honestly. So he is a, the first water person we really see, like specific water person. And he tells Ember that he was looking for a source of a leak in the city's pipes and he is a city inspector. As a city inspector, he was looking for this source of a leak. But upon seeing the store, he ends up realizing how out of code the actual store and the building is. And as a city inspector, he says he's afraid to lose his job yet again. So he (laughs) ends up writing all these citations and he ends up writing 30 citations for his store, which is kind of wild. Meanwhile, he doesn't really want to write these citations. He's literally crying the entire time (laughs) as he's writing these citations. But again, he's also fearful to lose his job. So, you know, he's being a diligent government employee. Yeah, has the pressure. He ends up running away from Ember to go turn in the citations. Ember runs after him, tries to plead with him. And this is when we start to see more of Elemental City. It's mm-hmm. the first time she's really going into like the main part of Elemental City. She's pleading with him not to, to submit the citations. And we also see some of the fun things about the city as well. So for instance, I forget exactly what she does, but she takes like a little bit of oil and she like throws this oil down and she makes her flames a lot bigger so he can't pass her because he's water. <laughs> and he just goes, sorry, you're really going to hate me. I'm about to do this because there was a water pipe before her. And he just goes to the water pipe and comes out <laughs> the other, other side. side. see a little bit of how like these characters mm-hmm. can play to their own strengths of whatever element that they actually are. However, once Ember actually pleads with him of why the store is so important, that it's her father's entire life work, how much it means to her and her family, and that this would absolutely devastate her father, he has a lot of empathy for her and realizes, no, you're right, like, I don't want to shut your father's store down. However, it is a bit too late because he already submitted the citations to his boss. So we get a little scene where it kind of goes through a middleman first, where she by accident lights the entire middleman's place on fire, and because he's an earth person, she burns all of his leaves. But he seems (laughs) fine, though. Like, he... You know, other than the fact he got a little haircut, he seemed okay. So, but then we know that the citations are going up to Wade's boss, who is Gail Cumulus, who is an air person. So she's basically just a big purple cloud. (laughs) So she's the first cloud person that we kind of meet. And then he decides to help Ember convince Gail to excuse all of the citations. So Ember goes back to her parents, sad and frustrated because one, they still have the water leak in the basement. (laughs) So Which um, they're not supposed to have because the water was supposed to have been shut down to that building years ago. Yeah, yeah, shut off to Firetown. Yes, yeah. they shouldn't have any water. Yeah, so they're wondering again, where is this leak coming, coming from? from and why is it getting to Firetown? Mm-hmm. Because again, if, if the water extinguishes a fire person, they would literally die. So right. the city doesn't really want that, obviously. So, you know, that shouldn't be happening. But Ember's parents are, again, they're also sad and frustrated too with the leak in the basement. And we also see here a lot of that discrimination between the different elements where Ember's father really hates water and water people. <laughs> he always says, it's always the water people's fault type of thing. And he's always, you know, yelling at the water people. In this case, you know, I realize that it's literally life or death type of situation. <laughs> (laughs) It's like if they fall into water, they would literally be completely extinguished, be very sad. But yeah, so the next morning, Ember ends up running into Wade, just say by coincidence, but you know, for the plot to move forward, because she's waiting outside of Gail's office to talk again to his boss. And he tells her that that Gail is not going to be there because they're going to a sports game at Cyclone Stadium and he forgot his tickets there. And so Wade 
takes her with him and it's clear here that ember is quite out of her element she's the only fire person in this entire stadium she has to like her little hood up you know trying to hide the fact that she's a fire person or also maybe just you know keep her flames a little bit closer to the <laughs> chest <laughs> and it's also shown here that fire people are not super welcomed here while wade is very welcoming towards her in a general sense everyone else who kind of sees her kind of is a bit more standoffish they're like why is a fire person here we don't really see fire people outside of fire town and essentially the game that they're seeing is basketball played with you know people who are air clouds <laughs> i say that as that's what they are they're literally cloud people you cloud know people. but they represent mm -hmm. the air element mm -hmm. playing this game of basketball well, be invisible <laughs> <laughs> i guess so that is a good point ember and gail end up getting into a huge fight with each other calling each other you know different names however they're interrupted when a player is doing one of the, the cloud players is doing even more poorly than usual and wade rallies the crowd to cheer him on and they win the game and ember one realizes how fun the game was that she thought you know this was just a dumb thing that you know no one should really care about in her father's store and, and you know her problems were more important but then realizes how this game brought the entire community of people together she also realizes too when gail tells her that the games remind gail of when she used to go to these games with her own father and the wins mean a lot to her because she knows her father would have been so happy to see his favorite team win so they kind of connect at that same point of having that father-daughter relationship and so once they understand each other gail agrees that if wade and ember can find the leak and fix it before the end of the week she will excuse all of the citations so ember and wade are now off for the search of the canals source of the leak and this is where we really start to see the two of them connecting on a more emotional level so they kind of they go up in a little air balloon they're kind mm -hmm. of going around we get the cute little romantic comedy type of you know right, glances they're being to drawn each other. together mm -hmm. yeah but they're still very weary of each other too because mm -hmm. again it's water person fire person so you know but they do end up finding the leak surprisingly enough mm -hmm. <laughs> and they temporarily hold it with sandbags so essentially the way that this town sort of works they have a lot of ships that kind of come in and out of the overall city and there's a lot of canals that are filled with water and one of the canals is leaking into another canal that's no longer being used so because these canals going to fire town are no longer being used there's a leak one of the canals that should not be used anymore so that's where the leak is so they temporarily hold it with some sandbags and then wade is to follow up the to, with a construction team to come fix it however because the construction team doesn't really like him he can't get a yeah. <laughs> kind of gave him a hard time last Yeah, he time. turned the construction team into cement by accident as a water person. So, so they end up trying to have to find some kind of different way to, to fix the overall leak. However, actually, sorry, I'm going a little bit out of order here. Before that happens, when they fix the leak with the temporary sandbags, Wade asks Ember to meet him the following day to see a movie. And Ember is quite reluctant to show up, quite reluctant, because again, she's not really sure, but you mm -hmm. can obviously see there's a little connection between the two of them. And so she ends up going the next day to spend time with him in the city. And we get this very cute montage with this very cute song kind of playing over them, doing things in the city. And Wade is always quite accommodating to Ember as well because the city's not really made for fire people. Mm -hmm. It's not really made to accommodate the fire elements there. Wade is always kind of there to make sure that she's still accommodated as best as she can be wherever they are. But it's still quite cute the way that they kind of connect with each other. They show off, you know, the different things that they can do. For instance, Ember can jump from different, like, different gemstones and mm -hmm. her fire flame will turn a different color. Wade, he can skip across water, obviously. He can, you know, turn himself into a fountain and everything. So it's kind of cool what the two of them can do. And their emotional connection is now truly building. So when Ember goes home, something that I didn't really mention before was that Ember's mother has some kind of power which she can smell <laughs> true love, truly smell it. So with the fire people, she has them come into this like little seance type room and she has them both light a flame and she can smell from like the smoke of their flames if they're if it's true love. And she told her daughter in the beginning of the movie, you, I smell nothing, nothing. on you. <laughs> right, nothing. 
But now when her ember walks past her, she realizes that the, some kind of scent is coming off her. She realizes, is that, is that scent of love coming off ember? What is that? Yeah. Kind of jumping back from where I skipped ahead before. Once they realize that they can't get a construction team to fix the leak permanently, they end up on a beach one night and ember kind of opens up about how she's not really sure if she really wants to take over her father's store, but she feels so obligated to because of that extreme sacrifice that her family made for them to leave their homeland and to come to Firetown. And she feels like my whole life has been building up to this, that how do you repay such a huge sacrifice such as that? I think that conversation happens here. Maybe it happens at another point in the movie, but if I'm being honest, yeah, I cannot I fully remember. remember. So I apologize if you see this movie and this is not when that conversation <laughs> happens, but it does happen eventually. It happens right around that time. Yeah. Another conversation that I think they have on the beach, I'm pretty sure, is that Ember tells a story to Wade when she was a child. She really wanted to mm. see this really special Vivisteria flower, which I think is a made-up flower because that's just fictional to this world. I guess I could quickly Google it. If it's no, wisteria is actually a, a type of flower. It is I think. a type it's of flower. It's actually a true vine or a tree, or wisteria yeah. is actually a real flower. But this flower. is Vivisteria with mm. the V, so maybe it's based oh, on that flower. Oh, that's made up, yes. Yeah, I think wisteria sure. is an actual flower. Yeah, so she kind of tells the story how when she was a kid, her and her father went to go see this very special flower and how they were turned away from the exhibit for being fire people. And they were like, of course we can't let a fire person into this, into this exhibit with all plants and flowers. Like you could, you know, set something on fire. But then all the people are kind of yelling at them and shunning them as they're leaving. And, you know, her father is making a scene and stuff like that. And she's very sad that she not she never got to see this flower. But in this moment though, because they're standing on the beach, you know, with the sand all around them, the flames of her actual body itself turns all the sand around her into glass. And when Wade sees this, he thinks this is really cool. He's like, wow, like, look what you did to the sand. And she just casually picks up a little molten part of the glass and she turns it into a little sculpture of, of a Vivisteria flower. It's very lovely. And Wade is absolutely astonished that she's even able to do this. Mm -hmm. And again, we've seen her before kind of mold things in, you know, in the store and stuff like that with firepower, so to speak. I'm not really sure what to call it. But then this gives her the idea to fix the canal. So they go all the way back to the canal. And because they had used those sandbags as the temporary fix, she turns the sandbags into glass and creates a glass wall to stop the water from leaking. And actually looks like a very lovely sculpture, actually. So mm -hmm. after they do that, now they're waiting for Gail's call to see if Gail is going to approve of this fix that they did to the leak. So she goes over to Wade's luxury apartment in the center mm -hmm. of the city and Ember's mother, who can smell true love, follows, follows Ember <laughs> all the way to this apartment. Because she wants to meet the guy. Yeah. And when she gets there, Wade says, like, I haven't heard back from Gail yet, but if you want to, my family came over for dinner. Why don't you come up and meet them? And Ember's a bit reluctant, but, you know, she goes in. Meanwhile, the doorman does not let Ember's mother in and they get into <laughs> a very funny little yes. comedic relief type of moment between right. the two of them. And apparently they did that all night because when Ember leaves later on, they're still doing it. They're still doing <laughs> so, it. She slips past them, right? Yeah, that is a really good adornment, let me tell uh -huh. you. <laughs> so Wade's family is overall very accepting and kind to Ember. However, they do show some interesting microaggressions towards Ember. For instance, Wade's brother comment on her lack of an accent because she doesn't have the typical fire person accent. And Ember says like, well, when you grow up in a city for your entire life, you know, you just don't pick up that accent mm -hmm. usually. His nephews also wonder if they splash her with water, would that just immediately kill her? Which I thought was like <laughs> such a, an invasive child question to ask yes. that children do just ask invasive questions like that. Because even Wade's entire apartment is all water-based. So mm -hmm. he kind of has to get a chair, which is actually just a pool floaty, which I think is so cute. All his furniture is like pool floaties, which is so funny. So he pulls over this pool floaty chair with a blanket so she could kind of stand on the pool floaty chair so she doesn't have to touch the water. But even then it's like, you know, this, this apartment's made for water people. It's really not made for specifically fire people. Yeah. But as a whole, her his family very is very welcoming. Yes. Yeah, they're very welcoming towards her. They are, they're very impressed by her. For instance, they break a glass picture by accident and Ember just takes those glass pieces and turns it into a beautiful glass water picture. And Wade's mother is so impressed. She literally just cries at the table. <laughs> but again, his whole family cries a lot. They are water people after all. After the dinner, they play Try Not 
Not To Cry, which is a game that the water people play as they were all quite emotional. So the goal is to say certain things and try to get the other person to cry and they have to try not to cry. So Wade and Ember play this game with each other. He kind of starts off with, you know, some kind of funny things. He's like, oh, a butterfly, half a butterfly on a windshield, <laughs> you know, things like that. Make you feel sad. But then the way he actually wins is that he opens up to Ember about how he really feels about her, telling her that he, that she is this light in his life that he never knew he really needed. And now he can no longer see the world the same without this light in his life. And she, she cries a one little teardrop, which is very cute. Also kind of funny that fire actually can cry. I thought maybe it wasn't possible. Well, she possible, said she's never cried before. That's not once in her yeah, life. That's so. why she said he's never, she's, he's never going to win because yeah. she's never cried. But yeah, just, but just on principle that the fire mm-hmm. people can actually produce can water. That's just kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they eventually do get the call from Gail that the tempered glass that Ember created worked and all the citations of her father's store are now pardoned, which is great. And as she's leaving, Wade's mother offers Ember an internship at the best glass making company in the entire world. And that is because she knows it, she mentions how the new parts of the city are now all being made with glass. So glass work is now becoming a cool thing. So I feel like that's something they can maybe do in the sequel, you know, type of mm-hmm. thing, because we don't really return back to that idea ever again. <laughs> but right. maybe in the sequel, we'll return back to the whole glass becoming a new thing in their world. However, this internship offer really scares off Ember from Wade because she realizes that she's not really sure how this is going to work. Again, she's a water person, or sorry, she's a fire person, he's a water person. So she decides to run off home. However, Wade's like, no, I'm going to come with you. And he jumps on her bike with her. So when they get back home, they're still kind of arguing. Ember's mother was there outside waiting for them. them And she takes the train home (laughs) and she catches them. And then she's kind of yelling at them, being like, who are you? (laughs) And she decides to perform again her true love ritual with the two of them. Because she's also at first like, you can't be with him. Like, what are you talking about? This is a water person. Part of this, this ritual involves lighting an incense. As Wade is not fire, he cannot just light the incense. However, Wade is so determined. He's such a lovely guy, honestly. I know, he's just so He's like one of those guys you think doesn't really exist. Yes. (laughs) But he cleverly bends the light from ember and reflects it through his own body of water to create, kind of like when you take a magnifying glass and bend the light to to make a little bit of fire. He does that and he is able to light his incense. And when that does, you know, the smoke comes up and you realize it's true love. However, her her mother's not able to say that because ember's father, Bernie, comes down and he's like, what's going on down there? And he is quite angered to see a water person in his house. He starts accusing him of starting the initial basement leak. They're trying to hide the fact of who he really is. Actually, I think this may happen a different part because he has his inspector thing on and he wouldn't have had his inspector thing on before. So maybe he came to visit at another part. No, I think part. he just recognizes him as the inspector or he says he's Well, no, because he has know. the inspector shirt on. Yeah. And so, but then remember he covers his inspector shirt, shirt, but his hand magnifies <laughs> the inspector because <laughs> oh, he's right. water. Through the water. <laughs> so yeah, so sorry that this is a little bit out of order, but this is all the stuff that happens in the movie. Okay, so again, this is all the I... funny stuff that's going on when the father gets involved. It's like any other rom-com movie when, yeah, you know, exactly, the mother's yeah. trying to hide what's going on because she's not telling the father what's yeah. going on and the father's oblivious to and everything. the father's like, who is this person? He needs to get out. And he's like, I'm a food inspector, right? Okay, I'm a food, food inspector. inspector. He's like, you're a food inspector. So he comes up and he makes Wade eat fire food, but fire food is very hot, obviously. It's literally made from right. fire. So it's literally evaporating off of Wade's body because it's so but hot. But he eats it just like any rom Yeah, he tries real hard. Bernie ends up banning Wade from the store because he mm-hmm. gets so angry at Wade. Quite a comedic type of scene, even though it's Ember is like mortified that her father's yes. doing this to Wade, <laughs> trying to hide the fact that this is actually her boyfriend, you know? So at some point, again, I feel like I'm out of order in the movie, so I apologize. But again, all these scenes happen, just maybe not in the same exact yeah. order. But Ember's father announces that he is indeed going to retire and that he is going to turn the store over to Ember. He also, t- and then this is actually when he tells her the whole story about, you know, when they left their homeland and when his father had shunned him because part of their culture is doing this sacred bow of respect to each other. And when he left his homeland, he did the sacred bow of respect to his father. And the, the bow is called something 
something, but I'm so sorry. I cannot remember what it's called, and I couldn't find it online. We are recording this quite soon after the movie yeah, came they out. Yeah, have so a there's name not, for it. But... Yeah, there's not too many like in-depth notes about the movie as of right now, so apologies about that. But yeah, but this very respectful bell that, that Bernie did to his father, and his father did not reciprocate back, so it was a very, very sad moment for Bernie when he left his homeland, never to see his family again, never to see his father again, all to try to start this new life, you know, for a better life for him, his wife, and his daughter, Ember. When Ember realizes that her father is going to turn the store over to him, she's already like, oh no, I don't really want the store, but she can't bring herself to tell her father that. So she doesn't want to disappoint her father. She wants to be a good daughter. And that's a, a motif throughout the whole movie that she keeps saying that he calls her a good daughter. And she says, yes, I'm a good daughter, you know? So at this point, she realizes that she cannot be with Wade. She's like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> it's too much. And she goes to break up with him. However, Wade is like, no, let me show you something first. And he takes her to the Grand Central Station, which is now flooded. It's no longer in use. And this is where that flower exhibit was previously, where again, where the Vivisteria flower was was being showed. However, now all of it is completely underwater. So he meets Gale there, or I guess rather Gale meets them all there. And Gale being a cloud, she creates an air bubble in the water for Ember to kind of, I guess, like float in, so to speak, sit in. And when she does that this way, Wade can then swim the air bubble with Ember in it down through, you know, the Grand Central Station so she can go see the Vivisteria flower. And she is so moved by the beauty of the Vivisteria flower. Right before her air bubble bursts, they return to the surface. Wade feels really bad because again if that burst she literally would have died underwater <laughs> she would have been extinguished immediately but ember doesn't even care because it was so powerful for her to see that flower in the first place so here now wade is so determined he's like let's just try to touch hands at this point they have never even touched each other right. because they are so scared of what could happen <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen because the elements don't usually mix she's quite reluctant but he's very patient and he kind of convinces her, like let's just try we'll start with something small we don't know what's going to happen and if it's a disaster it's a complete disaster and then we know but he says at least then we'll know. So they finally touch, you know, just with their hands at first. And when they realize that she does not vaporize him and he does not extinguishing her, they are finally able to hold hands and they have quite a little touching moment. And they do this little, you know, slow dance underneath the bridge together. I think I cried at that point because it's just so cute. <laughs> it's just so sweet, you know, that it's like they're both so determined that it's like so difficult. At this point, of course, Ember being our girl, she runs off again because it's too much and she believes that they are too different. And again, she, she runs home. So now at the grand opening of the store that's going to be under Ember's name because her father decides to throw like a retirement party slash Ember's you know get in the store type of thing. Don't mind my cat running in the background so you can probably hear her caller. They're throwing like this big party and then Wade comes and he crashes the party and he's making the big grand gesture of love towards Ember that we all see in the big movies. Again that the biggest gesture you could possibly see. He says I know that there's a million reasons why we can't work. I'm water. You're fire. Mm -hmm. You know this and that. He kind of goes through the list but at the end he also reveals that he truly loves her. He says I love you and I believe that that you really love me too and I think there's something here. Meanwhile, Ember's mother is like, yes, it's true love. <laughs> yeah, and, the and, yeah, and Bernie's father is like, that's the food inspector. <laughs> <laughs> One of those confusing situations again. Yeah, and again, he blames him for bursting the pipes in the basement. And then Wade, by accident, says, I didn't even burst the pipes, it was, and then he stops himself because he just revealed that it was Ember who burst the pipes. And so when Bernie realizes that it was Ember who burst the pipes because she lost her temper, yet again, he gets very upset and he starts saying, it's like, you know, you're no longer taking over the store. I'm not going to retire. And then he gets, you know, he gets upset. And he leaves because Ember is so distraught and upset. She tells Wade that she does not love him, that she never wants to see him again. And she shuns him. And so Wade leaves heartbroken. Bernie scolds Ember and, you know, everyone's very sad. So at this point now, everyone's kind of in their sad moment. So Ember kind of goes on a lonely little, you know, motorcycle bike, or I guess it's kind of more like a Vespa is what she has. She mm -hmm. rides off on her Vespa, you know, being sad. This whole time,
time though as like we see every time ember shuns her father shuns wade shuns someone we see the crack in the glass at the canal that she had fixed showing that ember is cracking slowly you know right, that's disintegrating yeah that metaphor now we're sort of at the climax of the movie the glass breaks but because there's so much water behind it now all this water is now rushing towards fire town so ember has to rush back to not only save her people but also save her family we also then cut to a scene where wade was planning on leaving elemental city and he was going to go traveling around but when he sees the smoke in fire town he realizes that the canal broke and he also then rushes back to to fire town so ember gets there kind of in time she gets a lot of people to you know go upstairs mm-hmm. and you know get away from the water she saves her parents just in time they kind of get on like literally like the titanic you know door and they kind of float <laughs> away off we don't really know what happens to them actually they just float away we don't see them again mm-hmm. um, because her father is concerned about losing the the special blue flame, flame from their homeland ember is so determined to save the blue flame of their homeland that she goes in there now wade is finally coming she's so you know like i can't believe you even came back after everything i said and he's like of course I, you know i was going to come back to you know come come help you come save you whatever so he holds the door that he ends up as he's actually the one who saves the blue flame the last minute which is really great but because of that they end up getting trapped in a furnace that they have in the store and all the and by trapped I mean the, the debris from the flood ends up kind of blocking the door so they try to go up the the furnace from like the chimney part of it but that also has a lot of debris coming down from it we just open up the door for the cat so sorry if you can hear any any noise from that but because of this now the furnace is now growing hotter and hotter and wade realizes he's going to vaporize because again he he's water so this whole time in this movie we have seen a lot of moments where ember is almost put out from the water so for instance their their trains like their metro so to speak is water-based so when the the metro kind of goes by it rushes all this water over the canals over the side of the of like the canals like of like the l so to speak this goes through fire town too so if a fire person is just standing there they would literally just die (laughs) just wiped out yeah exactly it's like you know they all know to walk under the yeah, they know they walk under or you know stay away or they have like umbrellas like anytime water is near like ember always just like whips out her little umbrella to protect herself kind of showing again that the accessibility for the fire people in this town is really not that great right. <laughs> they really could literally die at any moment mm-hmm. so that's really why a lot of them stick to fire town but this is the first time we see wade actually start to struggle himself again he's going to be vaporized because the furnace is getting hotter and hotter and this was such a touching moment too because wade is not even scared or angry he just tells her very calmly he's like it's too hot in here and ember is frantically trying to save him and she wants to pull the debris out from where the flood is happening but he stops her saying like mm-hmm. if you pull the debris then you're going to die because you'll be completely right, completely. completely extinguished and so they end up hugging with each other with the blue flame between them then we kind of like fade away you know into the, the next morning so to speak when ember's family comes to rescue her they pull all the debris out from the furnace and she's sitting in there by herself just holding the little flame and she says that wade died saving her saving the flame saving the store and that he came back for them in the first place so then she goes up to her father and she finally admits to her father that she does not want to take over the store that that is not her dream but that she still loves him and she says that she doesn't know how to repay the sacrifice that him and her mother did to leave their homeland and you know start this whole life and do everything for her but her father tells her that the store was never the dream that she ember his daughter was the dream and all he really wanted for her was to live a good life and a happy life and the store was just an opportunity for her to do that so they finally come to conclusion with one another and as they're having this heartfelt moment we hear a little cry in the background <laughs> and we realize that it's because wade has vaporized into the furnace itself as like like seeped into the walls as water mm-hmm. you know and so ember realizes that if she gets him to cry he will be able to cry himself literally back to life <laughs> so as she's walking up to the furnace she goes back to that like you know the do not cry game so she says like butterfly you know half a butterfly on a windshield <laughs> and she goes through all the things they all start saying things to get him to cry and he literally you know again he cries himself back to life and then him and Emmett, him and ember are finally able to hug and they finally have have their kiss and then we have a little bit of a time jump so months later ember and wade are now preparing 
retiring to leave the city so Ember can start her internship at the glass company and Wade can go travel the world like he's always wanted to. And the final scene is Ember performing that respectful bow to her father and he does it back to her and then they embark on their journey. That's when I cried. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very touching moment, honestly. Yes, very yeah. touching when she stops to give her father that bow and he does it back to her. That's when yeah. I teared up. Yeah, for sure. Because it's, it's mm-hmm. such like a moment of understanding, yes. of love, of mutual right. respect As a parent, that's the, 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 the metaphor when you're a parent is what this whole thing of what they did for her and how they sacrificed for her and what they, you know, felt for her and for sure. uh, the respect between them. And that's what I'm saying. This movie has so many great underlying messages, mm-hmm. again, of, you know, racism, discrimination, mm-hmm. you know, all different things, accessibility that I feel like is done very well, that it's in a very kid-friendly sense that it's very easy to understand. It's like, oh, they don't like the fire people because they're literal fire and they can light things on fire right. and, you know, whatever. And a lot of the stuff goes right over a kid's head, that what they're looking yeah. at is they're looking at the characters, they're looking at the funny scenes. But I think looking, it's yeah. still, you would still pick up on some of those yes, things. Some though, kids you know, will it's pick like, up on it. It, yes. The older kids would at least, mm-hmm. not the young kids, obviously. But the older kids would, and I feel like, again, that's a very safe, easy way to start yeah, introducing definitely. some of these very complex topics of the real mm-hmm. world to a child. You know, even with Inside Out, I remember when Inside Out came out mm-hmm. to explain what emotions were and how yes. complex emotions really are in humans. Mm-hmm. Something to refer back to be like, well, this is like, what would we do if like how anger felt in the movie? Right. Like how would anger react? It's like, maybe mm-hmm. that's your anger, is, you know, is coming at three right now or something right. like that. Yeah, no, Pixar did a very good job on this yeah, one. Yes, so I, I feel think... like there's a lot of good metaphors in mm-hmm. this movie that can can really be be used. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was so good. Yeah. So, I thought and it there's was a lot great. of funny, I, I skipped over a lot of the comedic okay. parts, but yeah. there are a lot of funny you can't go through moments. every little single thing. <laughs> yes, but I got to tell you, some of those scenes, I, it, it, it just, it, they're just like regular rom-coms where the, you know, the father's confused, the mother kind of knew, yeah. she didn't tell the father. <laughs> now she like slips and tells the father and then he's excited. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just a whole thing, you know, and the whole, I have to say, Wade was one, if anybody wants a boyfriend, Wade is the oh, one yeah, to get. Oh yeah, Wade is the one because he is so patient, he's so caring, he's so attentive. So attentive, so accommodating, so again, protective. Again, he's literally a water person, so he's full of empathy. Full yes, of, yes, know. yes, yes, definitely. And again, here we have to another Disney male character who is very emotional, which mm-hmm. historically we haven't seen a lot of emotional male, mm-hmm. male characters, but the main male character here who's literally a water person, person. is quite emotional, which but I really love seeing. But even the the art, her, you know, her, yeah. how they how they depict water and fire and yeah, the like, earth like and the, the different um, stuff, the cloud yeah. people. I got to give them credit. I mean, yeah, Pixar very, just that's very good at so it. creative. Yes. Just the way that they did it. Like one mm-hmm. of the things I said that I loved was that, so for all the fire people, they're little, like the way they walk their legs, it comes down to like a little like pinpoint, like a little yes, point a little on the ground. So when she's bottom. walking, it's like she's walking like little tiptoes, but it's right. so cute though. It's I know. Like, her I little nose is always moving. It's always yeah. like, you know, change. It was really cute. Yeah. Really, really like it kept water... you, it really kept your attention through the, mm-hmm. the whole thing. I mean, even the music in the, in the, in the movie, there's music playing, like a lot of instrumental stuff yeah. going on through the movie. At the end when we, you know, we always stay for all the credits till the very, very, very end. And the credits were even entertaining. Yeah, the credits had like funny little things. Little like one signs, of the things was little, like fire burst or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like little Starburst, signs, little you know? references, things like that. Even at the end when you saw that there was really only two major songs in the movie. It wasn't like that there yeah, was music Yeah, there's only like playing. two songs with like yeah. lyrics, so right. to speak. Yeah. But you realize that through the movies there's the instrumentals that, you know, are keeping mm-hmm. your attention and, and doing whatever. I Pixar did a good job. Yeah, no, for sure. I told my mom after the movie that the only thing I think the movie was missing was like some kind of animal like you know oh, yeah, element a little pet so for instance yeah like there was no like sidekick so to speak in the entire movie at all like there's sort of this little kid who's sort of a sidekick in a way but you never really saw him but there's no and like i would have loved to see like a little fire cat or like a little water <laughs> little dog you kitty. know or like yeah. you know a little guinea pig cloud you know yeah. or something i thought that would have been really cute but yeah, yeah, no there were pets no, in this movie yeah there are no animals at all in the entire movie like animals which is unusual for pixar that's what i was saying yeah i'm surprised mm-hmm. maybe they just didn't have time to like finish the animations for them or something maybe because that's also like what you could sell too like again they sold that little cat from Seoul. 
for a long time, you know. So you know, you have to have something to be to be cute, you know. Yes. But again, I would have loved to have like a little fire cat. Of course, or something. a little fire kitty. I thought that'd be really cute. But all right. So who was your favorite character? The mother. <laughs> I love the mother. Yeah, <laughs> she was so determined, so know, right? cute, she was so funny. So yeah. funny that I love the mother. Yeah, right. <laughs> Who is yours? I think Ember. Yeah, Ember. No, I just loved Ember. Yeah, I'm definitely a protagonist type of person. Oh. I always tend to love the protagonist the best because that's where you see the most growth and change mm-hmm. and you know depiction in the character itself. I would say either Ember or Wade because I really loved the two of them. I love the two of them together too, how they played mm-hmm. off one another. Yeah, overall, I think they did such, such a great job on the overall on the overall movie. But yeah, all right, what was your favorite like scene? The fall. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the one that I scene. cried at, obviously. That was my most memorable. It just touched me. I mean, uh, the rest of the movie was really good. I mean, all the scenes. But when that one, when she stops, when she's going up the gangplank to go on the ship to go, and she stops and turns around, and you realize what's going on, and it, that was my favorite scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like it's hard to pick, yeah, just like one scene mm-hmm. specifically. But I liked all of the scenes where we see a lot of the city itself, like Elemental oh, City. Oh, Elemental City. Because, again, the creativity in creating this fictional type of city mm-hmm. based on the elements, I just think is really cool so it's fun when you when they're like running through the city or have we're having the montages of their dates in the city or something but you get to see more of the city more of the people in the city the city is mainly fire is mainly water people earth people and cloud people but mm-hmm. every once in a while you see a little fire person walking around i'm like mm-hmm. oh look the fire people do come to like center come, city yes but yeah but i did like seeing the overall city itself because i thought that was really fun i'm excited for when this movie comes to disney plus so i can just like pause on those scenes and oh, just, you like, can look start to really city. see the detail yeah when you're sitting in the movie for the first time and everything's going on it's kind of hard to capture everything yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but I, but I want to just appreciate how they actually built this place in the first place. And so I'm looking forward, yeah, just to like appreciate, you know, what goes on from here. And I hope the movie does well and they do do a sequel because again, they did set it up for a sequel, but it's very closed, you know, they it definitely could just be one movie and then never do right. another. But again, they could do another of like her traveling with Wade and them going to the, the glass internship, mm-hmm. maybe traveling around, seeing more of their world, especially too. Be. Because like, all these people probably, you know, all like the original homeland of the water people, the original homeland of like the, the cloud people right. you know and they can it, they can cool. um experience it from their points of view yeah no exactly so would love to see that so mm-hmm. overall loved it so anything else you want to add no though it was good i loved it like i said i enjoyed it it was very entertaining very colorful and like i said i am a rom-com person so i was happy to to see a nice little happy romantic ending yeah. <laughs> no yeah for sure all right we will transition now into some disney news because we do have a little bit of news to share today so just real quick at disney hollywood studios they have introduced two new drinks to celebrate elemental so we have embers fiery float and wade's cool blue float that are both available at hollywood studios so if you want to celebrate elemental and have a little drink that would be a fun thing but a lot of our news is going to come with the holidays because can you believe it we are six months out from christmas which oh is gosh. wild the day that this podcast <laughs> comes out is june 26th so again we're six months out from christmas so disney has released a lot of their upcoming disney holiday things that are coming so one of the first things that's what is announced is that run disney is doing the 12ks of christmas so this will be a virtual race of three 4K running events and challenges. So again, that's three races of 4K running to equal the 12Ks of Christmas, which is pretty cool. This is the first time they're doing like a Christmas-based virtual race. I don't really do virtual races, so I probably won't be doing it, but a lot of the artwork looked really cute though. So Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party has been announced. What kind of what they do every year, but yeah, the dates will be from selected dates between like November 11th to December 20th. It will also feature the things that we've kind of seen in Mickey 
Mickey's very, very merry Christmas party in the past. So Mickey's most merriest celebration. This, all of this is like tongue twisters. <laughs> Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. Mickey's once upon a Christmas time parade. And there's also going to be a new Frozen inspired project projection show called Frozen Holiday Surprise that will be at Magic Kingdom. The really big news for the holidays is that Disney Hollywood Studios is now going to host Disney Jollywood Nights, which will be a hard ticket holiday event. Again, select nights between November 11th to December 20th. Actually, I think Mickey's Very Merry Christmas goes until December 22nd. I will have the links for both of these in the in the description if you want to go check them out. So the Disney Jollywood events, that's okay. That's fine. It's just because the train is going off that we have, we had the door open for a little bit. Yeah, so the, the Disney Jollywood events is a new thing that they are doing. So on Disney's website, they say, it's a Hollywood vibe like you've never felt before. Sights of sparkling decor, sights of modern beats over classic holiday songs, tastes of crack of craft cocktails and decadent dishes. It's nostalgic and it's glitz and glam galore. Get ready to dress in your holiday glam best or festive flair. Dance the night away to merry mashups, indulge in divine treats and bubbling spirits and snap selfies with iconic characters during this festive event. There will also be a limited capacity entertainment experience at the Hollywood Brown Derby. They're basically gonna turn the restaurant into a jazz lounge. And they are also going to have an otherworldly soiree at the Hollywood Tower Hotel Courtyard. So again, you will have to get tickets to this event and those limited capacity experiences will be at this event as well. Guests with hotel reservations can start booking on June 29th. So at the end of this week, if you have a reservation in December or in November when the parties are going on, you can start booking and everyone else can start booking on July 6th. And also one last little tidbit is that Epcot's candlelight procession will also return, which we figured it would. Yeah, but that Jollywood Nights event is the new thing that they have not done before. There's right. been no other nighttime events that other than Magic Kingdom. So that'll be interesting to see what it what it's going to look no, like. No, they used to just be. have that Hollywood Studios. They used to have the thing where they did the Jolly Jingle Jam, whatever it was that yeah. we went to, that they did something on the building with the those two elves that used to do mm -hmm. the, the Oh, story. yeah, they had like a nighttime show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nighttime show. But it wasn't like it a, like, a hard yeah. ticket event. Yeah. No, it wasn't. But they did have a nighttime show that they had brought on. And then I think that was before COVID. So once COVID hit, then they took it away and they didn't come back with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I remember we did wait to see that mm -hmm. one time. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah, it was fine. But I'm excited to see this Jolly nights we will not be going to either of these after party events however i do enjoy watching the videos of the parades i think the parades are fun to see i do like you know seeing you know the fireworks shows you know videos of that as well but yeah overall yeah we won't be doing this i only say that because i know in other podcast episodes you mentioned we will be in disney in december right. but we will not be going to either of these events however i'm excited to see how they turn out and if people like them and you never know maybe in the future we'll go to one of them if maybe. we realize one yeah. of them's you know going to be fun enough for us to attend or something so we'll see all right, so that was all the Disney news for right now. There's a lot of other Disney news, but I feel like that's the, the biggest Disney news that's kind of going on. All right, so let's get into some Disney birthdays. So on July 1st is Indiana Jones's birthday, which kind of works out because this upcoming weekend uh, on June 30th, that is when the new Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny movie is coming out. So it's kind of coming out just in time for Indiana Jones's birthday. I don't know if that's how they planned it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but yeah, new movies, his new movie is coming out. And also, you know, Indiana Jones's birthday is this weekend. So happy birthday to Indiana. Jones. So yes, I don't know if we're going to be doing a Dial of Destiny review. I realize this is literally a movie review that we're doing right now, but it's just because neither of us are big Indiana Jones fans. It's like we've I've seen the Indiana it Jones actually, movies a long time ago. The trailer actually looked very... I'm not an Indiana Jones fan at all. Too many bugs and snakes and stuff in his movies, but I gotta tell you, the trailer made this one look very good. Yeah, the movie looks good, mm -hmm. but I don't looks know. looks interesting. If you want to go see it, we can try, but I feel like it's going to be hard to squeeze in. But I think our next movie review is going to be The Haunted Mansion, which is coming out at the end of July. <laughs> That's the only she can 
convince me to go. Yeah, she, <laughs> she thinks it's going to be too scary for her to go. But if not, I think I'll go with my dad and then I will do the plot review and tell her about it. I think is what that's right. going to be. Or maybe I can finally convince my dad to come on the podcast. All right. And the day that this podcast comes out is again on June 26th, which is my partner Ted's birthday. So happy birthday to Ted as well. So I'm not a Disney character, but it's also his birthday. So I'll wish you well, a happy important birthday. important enough to say happy birthday. Yeah, no, again, he's the one that picked all of our Disney trivia questions in last week's episode. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, but happy birthday, Ted. All right, now we're off to our final segment of the podcast, which is our Disney memory. So do you have a Disney memory? I made a Disney memory by going to the movie with you. <laughs> I think the memory of going to the movie, the the, the the car chase down the Garden State Parkway to get to the movie yeah, theater. Yeah, no, I was like trying to rush to go right. see this movie. Right, just seeing because, the movie together, yeah. it, that to me, that was a great memory. Yeah, you know, for sure. I kind of agree with that, that it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, all the movies that we've seen in theaters. So mm-hmm. before COVID, we used to see every November movie together. Mm-hmm. So whenever Disney released their Thanksgiving movie, that Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we always went to go see that movie in theaters mm-hmm. basically every single year. I think this year is going to be the movie Wish, which is about the yeah, new... I think like. she looks like a Disney princess. I'm not really sure, though. Mm. You know, the movie Wish is coming out this mm-hmm. November, it said, on, like, when we saw the trailers. So right. I'm sure that will be the movie we'll see this November. But yeah, but we haven't done that since the end of COVID, so mm. maybe the, this year will be the first year we, we go back Do to the again. theaters in November. We had a lot of memories of just, just going to the theaters. Recently, I went to go visit my two best friends from my childhood in my childhood hometown, and we went to the movie theater that we used to go to growing up, and it was so wild being in that movie theater, because I haven't <laughs> been in that movie theater Memories. many years but it's just the same they really haven't changed it all too much so. but it was lovely being back in that theater and seeing i saw this the spider-man across the universe in that theater with them but yeah but it was great being back in that theater so yeah so many memories of going to the movies because we've always loved movies mm-hmm. loved the disney movies but yeah so that was kind of my memory kind of two broad memories for today yes but, all right well thank you so much for listening to our podcast episode today i hope you did enjoy it and let us know what you thought of elemental so we will have a dedicated instagram post for this podcast episode on our instagram spaceship earth design so make sure you follow us on instagram i will also have it linked in the description below since i may be rebranding our our social medias one day make sure to give us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, or wherever you are currently listening and also if you're watching on youtube leave a youtube comment below have you seen the movie elemental are you planning on seeing the movie what was your favorite part um we'd love to hear your thoughts as well i love talking about movies i don't know anyone as of right now in my real life who's also seen elemental other than my mom so i'd love to connect with other people who've seen the movie but yeah but thanks so thanks so much for listening okay. bye bye yeah, we'll, we'll see you real soon